Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast on this week's show. Has anybody ever asked you for your elevator pitch? Exactly, because people don't ask for elevator pitches. They ask you, what do you do? On this week's show, that's the question I'm going to help you answer. It is time, it is time, it is time to get on the bus because class is in session. This is episode number 81 of the School of Hard Knocks podcast, and it starts now. The show that is about my life, your life, and the experiences of successful people. The aim of this show is to help you be the best version of yourself. Prepare to be inspired, encouraged, motivated, and most importantly, challenged. Enjoy the show. what they represent i love what they stand for their mission is to give you apparel that sparks the conversation to lead others to christ now seo seeking everything from one the folks over there have not disappointed recently they've released an entirely new line of apparel they've got tumbler mugs they've got long sleeve tees they've got new hoodies all with new designs on them so you know how it is you gotta support the businesses that support this show if you love this show if you are a weekly listener to this show do us all a favor go on over to seoclothingcincy.com use the promo code hard knocks that's h-a-r-d-k-n-o-x to receive 10 percent off your entire order and of course while you're there don't forget to add the school of hard knocks exclusive podcast recording t-shirt to your cart Again, that's seoclothingcincy.com. Use the promo code HARDNOX, H-A-R-D-K-N-O-X. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. Listen, guys, we're back here once again. I hope everybody had a wonderful Easter weekend. That's right. School of Hard Knocks podcast uh, coming to you episode number 81. So, um, if you're like me, when the seasons change, you know, every three months or so, you tend to do some reflection. You tend to do some foundational work, as I like to call it, whether that's in your personal life or in your business. You know, for me personally, uh, yeah, it, it, April is a big month for me, you know, uh, anniversary, wedding anniversary. So, of course, uh, to my beautiful wife, 12 years of marriage. Right. That's a wonderful thing. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about the the ups and the downs and kind of the secret uh, to our success. Again, just our success, not the success of marriage because they're all different. Right. But we'll talk about that uh, in, in, in a couple of weeks. And then, you know, I got my son's birthday is in a couple of days. He's going to be five years old. So April's a big month. And it's also the beginning of spring. Right. So I know officially spring begins in March, but the weather really for most of us, especially in Southwest Ohio, is what dictates when spring starts, regardless of what the calendar says. So if you're like me, you tend to do, again, those foundational things, maybe some reflection when the seasons change. Um, and that's where we are today. So how many of you, regardless of where you are professionally, 
regardless of where you are in your career, whether you are entry level in corporate, whether you are executive level, C-suite level in corporate or in a traditional um, you know, workplace format, whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you have side hustles, whether you have multiple streams of income. How many of you have been asked before? What do you do? Right. That's a question that I get multiple times a week um, based on just kind of the people that I come in contact with, obviously, uh, over the past year wasn't multiple times a week. But before that and then starting now, a lot of people just want to know what do I do? Because, again, I don't necessarily do the traditional thing or it doesn't appear like I do the traditional thing. My schedule is uh, somewhat flexible or at least appears to be flexible. Right. People could you, you might catch me in my truck on a conference call in the middle of the day. Um, you may catch me at the airport. You may catch me, you know, behind my desk at home, whatever. So people always want to know. People are curious. What do you do? And that's a question that a lot of us get asked. And we typically if we're not rehearsed in our response, we typically kind of fumble that answer. Right. We we, we typically kind of uh, do a couple things, which I'm going to mention here wrong when we answer that question. And then I'm going to give you some tips on how to perfect that response. Now, why is that important? Why is the question of what do you do important? And a lot of people refer to this response as the 30 second elevator pitch. They, uh, you know, think about it as a um, kind of a synopsis of your company or a synopsis of your business. Right. Uh, but again, the question is, why is it important? And I'm here to tell you that when somebody asks you, what do they do? That's the first buying signal, not buying signal in a traditional sense of, hey, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what you do so I can see if I can buy something from you. Not like that. I'm just saying buying signal as in curiosity. So when somebody comes across you and they say, what do you do? They're automatically in a category of curiosity for your profession. OK, they can see you actually doing what it is that you do and they will still ask you, what do you do? Because, again, they're curious or they think that there's multiple things that you would tell them that that you do. So I want to talk today about what to say, how to say it, the how to put together the words, the phrases, the sentences to make sure that you um, effectively convey what it is that you do, because ultimately, and this is the reason why it's important and why you need to to really work on this and rehearse this and practice this. Ultimately, that is an opportunity. Right. So I just told you it's a buying signal. Yes, but it's more so an opportunity for someone to see where you may have some synergies with some things that they may need where that you may be able to solve some of their pain points later on in the summer. We're going to do a couple episodes on selling because I feel like a lot of small business owners are not natural salespeople and they're kind of forced into it and they got to figure it out. So we're going to do like some, some pseudo sales training, so to speak. And really it starts today in a sense, because we're going to talk about that first contact. We're going to talk about, um, when you're in a situation, somebody asks you, what do you do? The first thing you have to do is identify who this person is, if you possibly can, because contrary to popular belief, your 30 second elevator pitch or your response to that question is not going to be the same for everybody. You're not going to answer that question the same way for everybody. So you want to, number one, identify your audience. 
it's extremely important. Now think about this. Your 30 second elevator pitch, your response to this question is not a sales pitch. That in in itself, that will come later on in the process. Again, this is a curiosity response or a curiosity question. Somebody says, what do you do? They're, they're, They're curious. You don't want to necessarily go straight into the sales pitch. We see this a lot. And listen, if you're listening and this offend you because I'm what I'm about to say, it is what it is. But we see this a lot with multi-level marketing organizations. We see this with uh, individuals who are extremely aggressive on recruiting in the multi-level marketing organizations. And every conversation that they enter in turns into some form of sales pitch. Right. And it makes the person that asked them the question extremely uncomfortable. Because it's like, yo, I thought I was just asking you, like, what you do, where you work at. You know what I'm saying? And now you're trying to get me to sign up to do something else or whatever. So that's where we find that. At. I don't want you to turn into one of those one of those personas. I, I, again, I want you to answer the question and I want you to number two. Right. Be clear and concise. So, number one, understand who you're talking to. Number two, be clear and concise. When I say clear, I just mean flow. I just mean, you know, try not to fumble your words. Try not to stutter. Be sure of yourself. Be confident in what you're saying and be concise. Be quick. Now, most elevator pitches, they tell you should be between 30 and 60 seconds. I can tell you right now, contrary to proper belief, that's too long. 30 to 60 second elevator pitch was probably good 10, 20 years ago. But now the average attention span of a full grown adult is seven seconds. So if you don't capture them in the first seven seconds of what you're saying, they're not listening to the the last 23 seconds. I'm telling you that right now. So you want to be clear and concise, clear and concise. You have to practice the flow. You have to practice that response, because if you do not, um, one thing is, is going to be completely evident in your response. And that's going to be the lack of confidence. When you're talking to somebody and they get to fumbling their words and stuttering and looking off into the sky while they're talking, whether or not they are confident, it comes off as they're not right. So we want to be sure that when we're, when we're talking to the individual that asks us, what do we do? We're we're looking them square in the face, right? And we're telling them, uh, straight up, this is what I do. I used to work with a guy. (laughs) I'm not going to say his name, but I used to work with a guy. No matter what you talked about with this dude, he, would like start looking at the buttons on your shirt. It was weird. Like he would start off at eye level. And then as he's talking to you, his eyes would start like dropping. And he would literally like, it was like he was looking at the, but it was weird. It was super distracting. I don't want you to fall into that category, right? Like I want you to be confident. Um, But I also, number four, don't want you to be, I think I'm on number four. I don't want you to be uh condescending. And I don't want you to come off arrogant. So I want you to be humble and confident. There's a balance in there. Humble and confident. So humble in the sense of be gracious that the person asks you or to be gracious that the person express curiosity in what it is that you do. But be confident. And once they give you that opportunity, you got to nail it. Once they give you that opportunity, you, you really have to make sure that what you're saying um, is on point because again, you're not going to have that second opportunity. 
So I think I skipped number three. Number three was practice your flow. I think I said that we were talking about practice. So practice your flow. Number four, answer this question. And this is one of the questions that I continually ask every person that I coach, and they can attest to this. Usually during the first session, when I ask what the state of their business or what the state of their thoughts and ideas are in terms of what they've done or what product they're thinking about, so on and so forth, I always ask them this question. I say, what problems do you solve and who do you solve that problem for? Right. Because, again, when we move into talking about selling, we're going to talk about something specifically, um, you know, called solution selling. And the sense of that is without pain, you have no sale. Now, it's not pain in a physical standpoint. It's, it's more so of a frustration or of a need that somebody has that they need to uh, fulfill. But we just commonly refer to it as pain, a pain point. We've probably all heard that term before pain point. So we want to make sure that we are identified in terms of our business or our product. We want to identify who it is that we solve the problem for and what problem do we solve specifically? What problems do we solve? And again, through coaching, we can help you answer that question. But you want to work that into your response for this particular portion of of, of what you're what you're going to say. The next thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're ready for the follow up. Right. So. You can always tell if somebody is listening by the nonverbal cues of them shaking their head or looking you in the eye or tilting their neck. So ever so slightly. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. You can always look at those nonverbal cues to see if they're interested. Going a step further, the biggest one is if they ask you a follow-up question and you need to be ready for that follow-up question. And that follow-up question is probably going to be a question that you've been asked a million times, right? So for example, my wife, you guys know that she's a stylist. She has a salon suite. And when people asked her or in the past, they asked her, what do you do? Maybe people don't know her. Maybe someone in the mall, somebody at church, whatever. What do you do? She says what she do. Boom, 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 boom. Their next question is typically, where is your salon? That's typically the next question. She's been asked that question a million times. Or the next question is, do you do? And then they'll ask a certain type of hairstyle. Again, she's been asked that question a million times. So you just need to be ready and you need to have the expectation that if they are interested in what it is that you do, or what it is that you've said, that they will ask you a follow-up question. Now, this is not just for small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. Again, I said at the beginning of the show, this is for everyone. This is for C-suite executives all the way down to entry level. I'm telling you right now, in corporate America, when you get into some of these networking events, when you're, you're, you're just walking around and somebody asks you, what do you do? Most of you guys have no clue what it is that you do. I'm just being honest. Most of you guys have no clue what it is that you do. Now, what you do know is who you work for. So somebody will say, what do you do? And your response is typically, I work for XYZ company. Guess what you did? Absolutely nothing. 
You didn't answer the question and you did not make yourself seem critical, which is my next point. When you are answering the question, that is also your opportunity to make yourself seem like a critical need. Make yourself seem like. What do you, what do you mean? What do I do? Like you should be familiar with what it is that I do, because what it is that I do is so extremely important. Now, I'm not talking about you're a physician and you're working on a cure for whatever. I'm just saying that confidence, that humility, when it comes through, somebody's going to be like, wow, like why didn't I know about this? Why didn't I know that was a thing? And you want to be again, you want to be on the other side of that conversation. So you work corporate America. Cool. Great. You work in whatever department you work in. Great. That's still not the answer to the question. The answer to the question is. I serve this group of people by solving this problem for those people. You can tell somebody your title all day long, but I'm telling you right now in corporate America, titles don't mean a whole lot on the surface. Right. There's like very little standardization when it comes to titles, unless it's like director, VP, associate VP, whatever. But typically when you tell somebody your title, you tell somebody what your business card says, that doesn't explain anything. It tells more so what your pay grade is, what your level of compensation is, than it does anything. Whether you're a specialist, a director, a manager, a senior manager, whatever, you're not explaining it. You're not you're not telling us what you actually do. And that's what we want to know. Because, again, if I'm asking you what it is that what do you do? I'm looking for an opportunity. Right. I'm looking for an opportunity of synergy to maybe take my personal brand or my personal business or my personal career to the next level by using something that you do to advance me. We've all been there. So figure out what it is that you do. When you own a small business, it's a little bit easier, right? Maybe you're a caterer. Maybe you're like my wife, you're a stylist. Maybe you're a barber. Maybe you are, you know, a... You, you do you have an online retail store. Maybe you do, you know, marketing, consulting, whatever. It's pretty obvious what you do, right? Because you got a small business. You're probably the one doing most of it. But in corporate America, it's a little trickier because, you know, our job titles, whatever, our job descriptions don't necessarily match what we do. But at the end of the day, you can boil it down to that one question that I asked before. What problem do you solve and who do you solve it for? Because if you're not solving problems, even if in corporate America, you're probably not as useful as you think you are. Right. You want to be the person solving problems. We've talked about that in the past. So I'm going to read you real quick. I'm, I'm going to read you what I say when people uh, ask me, what do I do? And yes, I have mine written down. <laughs> mine has been written down. For quite some time, I've rehearsed it for quite some time. I want to read it because I want to make sure you guys get every single word that I say. And all of the points that I just said, number one, um, be confident, right? Understand why you're saying it. Clear and concise. Practice your flow. Sound like you're critical. Be humble while being confident. Answer the question, what problems do you solve and who do you solve it for? Be ready for the follow-up. You'll be able to hear all of those points in what I'm about to say. So somebody says, 
nice to meet you. What do you do? I say, hey, I'm Coach Mark. I'm a certified extreme execution coach. I walk alongside aspiring and current small business owners, and I help them turn their thoughts and ideas into reasonable, rational, and profitable action. I coach people past their fears and excuses with the goal of helping them achieve the goals that are needed to create the best version of themselves for success in business. Done. So I've answered all of the questions that I just told you. I've hit all the bullet points. Now, once I say that, there's going to be hopefully some interest and some curiosity. The next question is going to be, oh, wow. So you're a business coach or you're a coach. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I really I love working with individuals. I love working with small business. I love solving problems like that's and that's where you go. That's where you go. And then at that point, again, you can determine whether or not that individual is curious on what it is that you do or if they are giving you buying signals, buying signals such as how do you coach your clients? What types of businesses do your clients own when they start asking more specific questions? That's the point where you're like, okay, here's my opportunity for the hook, line, and sinker. Here's my opportunity to sell my services a little bit more. Now, when you're starting to sell your services, again, we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks, but when you're starting to sell your services, you're talking 20% of the time. They're talking 80% of the time. You're asking questions. You're trying to pull out the pain, right? That's, that's that process. Um, but in the meantime, I really want you guys to understand again, why is this important? Because we're missing opportunities constantly. We're constantly missing opportunities. So when somebody says, what do you do? Don't just tell them your job description. Don't just tell them your title. Don't just tell them what company you work for. That means nothing, especially if you're in the city of Cincinnati. Let's say this. You live in the city of Cincinnati. I guarantee you right now, you probably know five people that work at Procter and Gamble and you have no clue what none of them do. You probably know seven people that work for Kroger Corporation and have no clue what any of them do, because every time you ask these individuals, what do you do? They say, I work for Kroger. They say, I work for P&G. They say, I work for Fifth Third Bank. And you're like, great. Do you work at the branch? Do you work downtown? Right? <laughs> like, do you refill ATM machines? Like, I don't know. Do you work at the call center? Tell me something. Again, we want to get specific. This is opportunity. It's opportunity. Every time somebody asks you, what do you do? This is your chance to brag on yourself slightly. But give them something that will pique that curiosity because you never know who's answering this question. Somebody might like you, like your character, like your vibe. And maybe they are quite literally in an elevator with you and they like the vibe you putting off. They may work in the HR department. They may be a, a headhunter, a recruiter. They may own a small business. They may be looking for a project manager, whatever. They're asking you, what do you do? Because they are trying to assess who you are, what you're interested in, and if you have the ability to solve problems for people. This is your chance. Now, again, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you do it for. I only care if you know how to communicate that to someone else. Because, again, that someone else could quite possibly be 
your next opportunity. It could be your next sale. It could be your next big contract. I'm Coach Mark. I'm a certified extreme execution coach. I walk alongside aspiring and current small business owners to help them turn their thoughts and ideas into reasonable, rational, profitable action. I coach people past their fears and excuses with the goal of helping them achieve their goals that are needed to create the best version of themselves for success in business. That's what I do. My question to you is, what do you do? This has been a School of Hard Knocks podcast. Class is dismissed. Thank you for listening to the School of Hard Knocks podcast. Remember, new episodes every single Monday. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on social media by searching the School of Hard Knocks. That's K-N-O-X. For all show notes, information about professional development and business coaching, School of Hard Knocks virtual courses, and how you can partner with the podcast for as little as $1 per episode, visit www.hardknockspodcast.com. That's www.hardknoxpodcast.com. Don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who you know needs to hear this message. Thank you again for listening. This is the School of Hard Knocks podcast. I am your host, Mark W. Knox, and I'll catch you next week.